We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to Come On Down, the game show podcast hosted by me, John Baker. And me, a very sick and tired Jonathan Montney. I'm so excited to sit next to you on this little baby love seat for the next hour. What's I'm excited for you and for our listeners is that they're going to hear the equivalent of the Michael Jordan flu game, but on the podcast, podcast? medium. Yes. All right, and then next week when I'm sick because of this, dude, we should just do a nonstop thing. Michael Jordan. We just keep passing back and forth. We make out. <laughs> I mean, oh, I forgot. Wait, I wasn't I, supposed to say if, anything about what that. What if that was how you, people got sick? So if you got, you knew that they were making out with somebody who got sick. Wait, that is how you get sick sometimes. That's how you get. What's the one in school? Mono. Mono. I never got it because I never kissed anybody. Yeah, me either. But it's like you live in a small town and you get mono and then your cousin gets mono. <laughs> and they're like, we know how you got Hot. that. <laughs> All right, today um, we're going to be talking about a game show that really uh, inspired our existence. Heavily. In a way. Heavily. The Price is Right. And not just our existence of this podcast as humans yeah no my parents get really uh horny thinking about spaying and neutering dogs Uh uh-huh so i was kind of conceived during a price is right binge yeah back in 86 Mm -hmm. and same and same (laughs) my parents just really like prices of things and when people guess it correct who doggy pants come flying Uh off So before we get into all of the lurid details of our parents' sex lives, we've got a sponsor. We do. Are you tired of the same old podcasts? Definitely. They always sound so produced and professional. Yuck. Give me authenticity or give me death. Patrick Henry. Yep. Luckily, Rough Around the Edges and authentic podcasts still exist. Come On Down is a podcast that rises above the rest by continuing to remain at the bottom. Two wacky friends that have experienced life together bring you an hour of fun commentary, stories from the past, and so much more. So this is an ad for our podcast on our podcast? I thought it was kind of meta that we were doing Prices Right, so I decided to do a meta ad. The authenticity oozes from your smartphone speakers each week when you play Come On Down. When you play? Come On Down. Oh, when you play the audio. Right. Come On Down. Mm Mm-hmm. You can tell that these two friends have gone in search of the underground tunnels in Norman, Oklahoma during finals week, almost died in a freaking incredibly dumb hold onto the side of a car with a skateboard stunt, met a random girl while playing guitar in an elementary school and ended up at a bonfire in a field, run from the local police while trespassing at a nature preserve, started a record label and signed a 16-year-old girl, she wasn't that old, and sent her to a random man's house to record her debut album, mooned girls out a car window only to get their phone numbers and then never meet up, and more. So search Come On Down, click on the seventh O in the Google at the bottom of the first search page, 
and check out any one of our episodes. Our listeners will receive the best-ish content on the entire internet. So you don't need a code. Just sit back, relax, and let original content wash over you like a nice heated weighted blanket. Mm, that sounds nice. That does sound nice. Is that seventh O in the Google accurate? I mean, no. We it's it, when we than first that. started, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started, yes, it was around five, six, seven. But now, well, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Who knows how Google works? Well, Google is tailored to the person searching. So sure. it knows now that when I search, come on down, I want to listen to my own episodes. Mm. But for somebody, actually, you know what? Hit us up in the comments Let section. Let us know how many O's. How many O's does it take for you to get to come <laughs> on down? So, yeah, I, those were things that happened in our lives. Mm-hmm. Some of which we've talked about on here before. Correct. Some of which we haven't. Right. And we never will. And yeah, exactly. We just want to tease you. You've been teased. Um, don't tease me, bro. Yeah, yeah. Timely. <laughs> All right. I won't tease you any further mm. because we're going to talk about The Price is Right, which is, you know, this is like our 63rd episode or something like that. So not memorable in any number or way. We decided to do the most important episode. Right. Okay. Um... At one point, I wanted it to be our 50th episode because this is the 50th year of The Price is yeah. Right. Um, also, at one point, originally, when we started this podcast, the plan was, the thought was, what we do is we go out to Burbank, California, where right. they film the... Excuse me, I had like wow. a real gas it, a gassy... Um, it sounded like a reverse burp. It was weird. I don't know what like you how to describe it. But uh, it happened, and I apologize to the viewers. And this is and that hard, viewers. hard, authentic content you come here for every week. And it will get you hard, hard. So <laughs> we wanted to go to Burbank, California, where they film the show. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is they've got you know an audience packed full of people. Packed full of people. And they start camping out like in the middle of the night mm. to get in the night before. So I wanted to record an episode oh. from the camp out to get into The Price is Right and then be in the audience for the show and find and record our show while sitting in the audience <laughs> right obviously <laughs> obviously and we'd be doing an episode on jeopardy while we were in the, <laughs> in the audience of the price is right yeah <clears throat> um covid has not gone away in the way that you want it to so some people don't that's still not a thing right i mean the people that want to just control us forever but uh so we haven't had that capability really Mm -hmm. and you know again we're like uh, 60 episodes in or something like that so but luckily the price is right has said fuck covid we're letting people into the audience and now you can watch shows with a whole eight people sitting in the audience i don't like it but we'll get to that okay so first we've got to start from the beginning way before covid yeah before drew carey before space travel Back in 1956. Whoa. 1956. Goodson and Todman, who we've talked about about a thousand times because they make every game show. Yeah, they're the McDonald's of <clears throat> podcast, um, of hmm. game shows. In what sense? McDonald's makes all the fast food? Just McDonald's has a monopoly. Okay. so They're owned by Apple. No. Not yet. <laughs> Whoa. Inside <laughs> info. 
so the original version of The Price is Right was on NBC. <coughs> oh, God. That's fucking... Thank you for that. Did you hear that? Did I hear that? <laughs> did I hear the huge cough that you just did one inch from me? Yeah. <laughs> I leaned away from you. Mm. I did the COVID cough. Four inches away. I coughed into <clears throat> a mask, and then I threw the mask away. So... Originally on NBC from 1956 to 63. I'm going to do the show facing away from you. <laughs> Thank you. And then ABC from uh, 63 to 65. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're being weird on top of facing away from me. <laughs> Just, I'm acknowledging that I hear uh-huh. you speak. So it was hosted by Bill Cullen, who we've talked about before. Yeah, He hosted uh, Name That Tune. Uh, at one point, he hosted Joker's Wild. He was also a guest on a Ooh. bunch of those... Um, like to tell the truth, um, okay. I've got a secret type of shows. He was yep. a panelist. So he was the host of this show. He was a big deal in game show hosting. Um, the show was like we've done with Match Game before, where there was the original Match Game and then the modernized version, which was completely different. Mm, right, totally. It was completely different. Great. So it was like four people competing on like the bid phase of trying to bid on how much an item costs so supermarket sweep uh i mean kind of but also the beginning the first round of price is right yeah the current version basically where it's four people trying to bid and if you are the closest you win it and then that gets added to your total and now next round oh that's boring and so that was basically the whole show that's so boring uh that's why it only lasted for 10 years and uh a couple thousand episodes that's man that sounds i mean that sounds boring right it, yeah in 1956 it was the most exciting shit ever <laughs> all right it was a different time yeah we didn't have any o's in google there at was all no, there was no there was no google there was no google the concept the word google was only a couple decades old at that point in time damn i think it was invented in like the 20s i read recently or something like that but google yeah because it means uh one followed by a hundred zeros a google that is that why are there all the zeros at the bottom of the page maybe that's what a google is a google is just a really big number but it's spelled uh g-o-o-g-o-l g-o-o-g-o oh goggle google 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 So, yeah, it was on NBC and then ABC from 56 to 65 with Bill Cullen. But who gives a fuck about that? I don't care because he had nothing to do with decreasing the population of wild animals. Right. Um, Then in 1972, Goodson and Todman said, why don't we make a new version of that Price is Right game show that we had Mm -hmm. last decade? Why don't we call it The New Price is Right? Oof. God, I love that word new. And why don't we get this host that he's going to be real popular. The people are going to love him. <laughs> Let's get Dennis James to host the new Price is Right. Dennis James. Let's get Dennis James to host the Price is Right. So we have two first How names could you right go off wrong? the bat. How could you go wrong with Dennis James? Yeah. That was what... I'm going to search that. That was what Goodman... And we're going to see if the actual Dennis James even comes up. That was up. what Goodman said, and Toddson said, I'm in. Damn it, he did. He okay. did. Okay. So they brought this to CBS, and they said, hey, remember this show we did on NBC and ABC previously? 
the two other networks, Big D James. Big you're on D. Instagram for Big D James. And you didn't even search anything. You just went to the pe- list of people you're following on Instagram. <laughs> he's 1.3 million followers, dude. Wow. Also, he's promoting a Black Week sale. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds weirder when you call uh, it Black Week. It's t- <laughs> So this is Black Week right now. We're in Black We're Week. We're in Black Week. Okay. That's so they get a month and a week now? Unbelievable, dude. <laughs> God. They just take and take and take. Um, so they said, hey, CBS, we're yeah. going to bring back this game show. We've got a new concept for it. Good, because the old one sucked for 10 years straight. <clears throat> and most importantly, yeah. we've got Dennis James. Right. And CBS said, Love it. Absolutely love it. No on the Dennis James. (laughs) No on the Dennis James. How about Bob Barker? How about this guy, Bob Barker, that we've got? Because at the time, there was a game show on CBS called Truth or Consequences. And it was kind of like... Truth uh, or Dare? Yeah, it was like Truth or Dare. It was just a lot of like kids making out and feeling each other up (laughs) and doing streaking and stuff like that. Yeah. So... Bob Barker was hosting a show called Truth or Consequences for like 15 years at that point. He did this from like 56 to 75, I want to say. So they said, what if we take your idea, kill the Dennis James part. Yeah. Kill him, frankly, if we have to. What did this dude do? And put in Bob Barker. I think part of it was like CBS already had a contract with Bob Barker because he was doing Truth or Consequences. So, you know, this was back... I don't know if they still did this, but like the studio era of movies where Mm. like, oh, Judy Garland has a contract with MGM. So like if Paramount's making a movie, Judy Garland can't be in it. She can only be in MGM movies or whatever. Wow. So I don't know if it was like the same sort of thing with television that they just already had Bob Barker and they're like, let's use one of our existing assets. That would suck to sign a contract with someone and then they're like bought by sci-fi. And so now you can only be in sci-fi movies for your entire career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Croctopus. So this sounds great. You're making it sound better and better every every time you open your mouth. So he said, let's do Bob Barker. And they said, ah, we really like this Dennis James guy for this role. And Bob Barker, he said, listen, I get it. I totally get it. Love the show. Mm-hmm. Love the idea. Love Dennis. Love Dennis. I think you guys should go with Dennis. At the same day, Whoa. at the same day that Price is Right was set to premiere... I'm sorry, the new Price is Right was right. set to premiere. Also a new CBS game show called The Joker's Wild was set to premiere. That sounds familiar. Yes. And so Bob Barker said, hey, listen, all right, I'll host The Joker's Wild. Okay. And then Dennis James can do The Price is Right. Wait a minute. did they? Are they about and, to do a topsy-turvy flip And Goodson Todman said, that's great. That's phenomenal. Okay. And CBS said, absolutely no. Uh, no, we want Bob Barker to do The Price is Right. <laughs> So, Goodson Tommy wanted their show to be on TV, so they said, okay, Bob Barker will do The Price yeah. is Right. Um, and then they ended up doing a weekly syndicated nighttime version. Was it spicy? It was very spicy. Um, like, they, you have to guess... It was like nutmeg and stuff like that. Oh, you had to guess the price of... You didn't have to guess the, like, the cost of, like, little kids in the sex trade. Wow. Should we start this episode over? 
twelve hundred dollars. And then one guy's like, one dollar. <laughs> That's mean, where the one dollar came from. If you go to um what was the website that was selling uh Wayfair? Weren't they weren't they trafficking kids last year? Wayfair? Wayfair, you've got just what I need. Well, yeah, there was like the, uh, the, the, the furniture. The, the furniture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know the um, QAnon yeah. people? Yeah. So, Wayfair, I believe it was Wayfair, and don't sue us if it was somebody else. I bought stuff from Wayfair. That's why those kids came in the mail <laughs> by accident. Yeah. So, I think it was Wayfair. Uh I it wasn't overstock, I don't think. I think it was Wayfair. Overstock. So they had like a a a dresser or something on Wayfair that was like twelve thousand dollars, something like that, right? Yeah. And it was named like Oh, it's a conspiracy. The Anna dresser or something like that. Okay. And so these like QAnon people were like, um I Hillary Clinton runs Wayfair. <laughs> and that is that is why would a dresser be twelve thousand yeah. dollars? That's a little girl named Anna oh that you're God. buying for twelve thousand dollars. Holy shit! Think about it. Why would a dresser be twelve thousand dollars? First of all, I haven't trafficked many people. Okay, so I can't say I've got just a, a ton of experience. But twelve thousand dollars sounds like an absolute bargain for a human being. It sounds much more realistic as a price for a dresser. Than a human I being. See. I feel like the work that goes into human trafficking, the potential um, life imprisonment uh-huh. and things like that, I don't think $12,000 is a reasonable price. It's like in uh, Jurassic World um, 2. With Chris Pratt? With Chris Pratt, the second one. Okay. After the fall of Jurassic World, the theme park. Yeah. There was this underground group of people that were... Uh, kind of taking the dinosaurs from the park, like working with a couple of people on the inside yeah. to like sell them to like arms dealers and stuff like that. Classic. And it would be like, and so there was an auction in the movie and in a movie about resurrecting many species of dinosaurs and opening a theme park where you can go and interact with these uh, creatures that have been established extinct for a millions of years that weren't really in the jurassic period for the most part we're not in the jurassic period the most unrealistic thing about the movie was the prices that these arms dealers and stuff <laughs> were bidding on these fucking dinosaurs it was like we'll open the bid at a hundred thousand dollars and i'm like it's a fucking dinosaur yeah and there was one of them that they had modified and trained to be like a heat-seeking missile. Like you point a red laser at something and the dinosaur attacks and kills. Yeah. And it was like $3 million. And I'm like, a fucking machine gun is like $20 million. You see what the military spends on this shit. And these arms dealers spend like a couple million dollars on a fucking dinosaur dumbest part of the whole goddamn movie yeah but you can billion they should be a billion dollars you could easily kill a dinosaur and also you can easily shoot down a fucking ship that costs a hundred million dollars also you know how you kill this dinosaur plane you have a a laser pointer and you point it at the dinosaur and he eats his (laughs) fucking body stupidest shit in the world shit so 
Yeah, that was uh, the same people on the QAnon, I think, were bidding on the dinosaurs in Jurassic World. Anyway, speaking of bidding on things. QAnon people have got to just get in a room with Hillary Clinton and squash this beef because everything <laughs> seems to be tied to yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She's got to clear She clear lost a, ra- a political race against one of the craziest presidents we'll ever have. Is that not enough? embarrassment for this one person let's not get political about it anyway bob barker Mm -hmm. he ends up hosting the new price is right from 1972 until 2007 unbelievable 2007 that's a long time that's 35 years He's seen his children grow up he has become a grandfather through all of this Mm -hmm. he's 97 right now right and so American uh, in American right years. in American years. So 14 years ago, he would have been uh, 83 when he stopped doing it. Wow. So he went from his 40s until 83, 48 to 83 of his life. Yeah. Was spent hosting The Price is Right. How many years was that total? 35, which okay. I just said. 35. So I reverse engineered his age from that. I would be the person that ends at year 36. Just to beat him. And they're like, why? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And they're like, why end at 36? He said, because Barker did 35. Barker did 35. Barker did 35. So Barker, previously, like I said, he was hosting Truth or Consequences. There was a little bit of overlap for a few years there. Mm-hmm. And his, the end of his Truth of Consequences run and the beginning of his Price is Right run. Before that, he was uh, he had a B- Bob Barker radio show. What was it called? The Bob Barker Show. The Barker. The Bark. The Bark. Yeah, that's 100% what I would have called it if my name was Bob yeah. Barker. And yeah, Bark he, talk. He had some yuck monkeys just uh, every episode back in the 40s yeah. uh, or 1950. Yuck monkey actually. sounds like a very inappropriate term. Thank you. So um, he he hosted the show. He had a wife. I think he had, had a few, but he had a wife that uh, she died in 1981. She was a very big uh, animal activist. She started in 1981? 1981. So his wife has been dead for 40 years. So His wife has been dead longer than he was a host. Yeah. So she was a big animal activist. So when she died... Please tell me she got mauled by a tiger. Yeah. So she was Siegfried. Um, (laughs) When she died, he said, all right, to honor her, I'm going to take up her cause. I'm going to become a big animal advocate okay he had become a vegetarian mm-hmm. and because fuck vegetables and plants right um and that was when he began signing off the show by saying help control the pet population have your pets spayed or neutered mm. so that was kind of his nod to her and keeping up her legacy he had all um fur products removed from the show and things like that they had a lot of fur pro- oh like prizes and yeah stuff? yeah exactly uh, had had all that banned from the show basically um and and yeah that was the whole bob barker animal rights activist thing came from his uh dead wife dead wife he was the original cancel culture he canceled fur he canceled fur in animals he, no he canceled <clears throat> people that eat animals uh i mean he just doesn't eat animals anyway (laughs) 
So the new Price is Right was only the new Price is Right for the first year. Then it just became the Price is Right again. Reviews wasn't new anymore. Yeah, they were like, all right, whatever. It's It's been sitting on the lot for, for a little bit. It's got some mileage on it at yeah. this point. It's like restaurants that have grand opening up for seven months. You're like, okay. Yeah, we get it. Take, okay. We get it. Bob Barker would eventually go on uh, to his most important work, uh, featuring in the movie Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yep. Um, As a hard ass. Uh, yeah, he was uh, Happy Gilmore, played by Adam Sandler. Uh, you know, he was a golfer, and Bob Barker was his partner in a pro-am golf tournament. And Bob Barker just really played an asshole in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and him and Happy Gilmore come to blows, get in a fist fight, <clears throat> in which the famous uh, line by Happy Gilmore is. The price is wrong, bitch. Yeah. And then he punches him in the face. Yeah. But if you watch that on television, at least in the 90s, oh, yes. it, they would censor it to uh, Bob. So The price is wrong, uh, Bob. It wasn't the Bob is wrong, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was a great role as a, as a youth in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very funny because, you know, you stayed home from school. You watched The Price is Right, which was on it. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Time. Right. And then until 9 at night, they just played back to back to back to back to <laughs> back to back. There is actually, so right now, uh, Pluto TV. What? Pluto TV. It's not even a real TV It's station. a streaming thing. It is now owned by Viacom, I believe. And They're the McDonald's of broadcasting. Exactly. They have a channel that is called um, The Price is Right, The Bob Barker Years. That is just a 24-hour channel that plays nothing but Bob Barker episodes of The Price is Right. Great. So Pluto TV is free. Check it out. Sign up. Use the discount code Come On Down and get it for free. <laughs> oh, that's how it's free? Uh-huh. It's $70 a month uh-huh. if you don't use the code. Yeah, I think maybe more now with inflation. Jeez. Thanks a lot, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. So the way the new Price is Right worked yeah. was... Yes, they took that four people from the beginning. Uh, in in the original one, there was there were rounds called like one bid, and then there were rounds called multiple bids. And so you could kind of keep going around. Like if somebody else says like uh, 70, and you're like, fuck, it's probably higher than that. Then yeah. you're like, ah, 71. Uh-huh. And like kind of like an auction style, like oh, you can keep going. Until you're right. like, nope, that's too right. high. And there were other rounds in the show that were just one bid, which are like what we see on The Price is Right. One dollar. Uh, because this round is still officially called one bid in The New Price is Right, or okay. in the, the current Price is Right. And there are four contestants. There is um, a prize shown. You have to guess the price without going over you cannot go over you cannot go over and you can't use cents which is bullshit it's all rounded to the nearest dollar everything on the show is rounded to the nearest dollar there's no cents involved right i'm not checking out online and rounding up for the red cross i know i don't want to give you 28 extra cents to round up to the dollar whoa so anyway you've got your one bit everybody makes one bit going from left to right across the podiums there and the magic of the new price is right the current price is right mm-hmm. is the audience that's the magic of the show yeah. without a doubt in my mind yeah because they're just fucking yelling uh-huh. all the time so they show you uh 
Kensington coffee maker Ooh, or whatever. $85. Right, but the audience is going, Seven Nation, no, no, oh, higher, higher. Things like that. It's like being in a... So being a contestant on The Price is Right in this one bout, one bid round is like the NBA of game shows. In what sense? You are trying to perform and you have people screaming at you yeah. while you're trying to say a number. Yeah, it's like sex. So I'm trying to perform and, and people, people are screaming, screaming at, at you. Me, okay. My wife. <laughs> right. Like uh, be better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... You have to get the closest without going over, as we said. That's yeah. a big thing, which is why a lot of times the last bid will be $1. Or the first bid. Which is a bad strategy. Okay, well, if it's a hard uh, uh, thing to guess the right, price for. Which is a bad strategy. Um, <laughs> the last bid will sometimes be $1 if you think everybody went over. Or Ballsy. if you think everybody went under, you'll go $1 above the current highest bid. So if the highest current bid was... $84, you might say $85. Yeah. So whoever's closest wins the prize mm. and advances in the game. And then their spot in the uh, one bid line. line is filled by another member of the audience with the announcer saying, Jonathan Motney, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. And that person would then be injected with cocaine and creatine <laughs> uh -huh. by the producers uh -huh. as they dance, scream, jump, skip. High five everybody in the audience the on their aisle. way down to the spot. Uh, it's exciting. We love it. It's it's just fun. It's just nonstop it's just fun. Damn everybody fun. in the crowd has a big price tag, name tag on with their name on it. People have crazy shirts and yep. signs and things like that. And that is very important because, and we would have found this out in person if COVID didn't just Lock fuck us. us, that when you enter, when the studio audience enters the building, there are like producers at the entryway kind of screening people. And that's Ooh. when they're choosing. Hot, not hot, <laughs> right, hot, right. hot, not hot. And that's when they're choosing who they're going to select during the show what? to come on down. So like if you have like a shirt on that says like, I came from Japan to see Bob or whatever. Yeah. They'll like be like, wow, did you, re did you really come from Japan? Whatever. Like, And if you have some sort of interesting story or interesting hook, you are much more likely to be one of the people that is selected but on they the don't show. really ever talk about these people's hooks right but they have like the shirt and they'll, so they'll see that so as long as you're advertising it. your interesting story right it'd be like uh i've beaten cancer four <laughs> times like your shirt just says we love bob you fucking idiot no we're not gonna have you on this show. exactly you've got to have the cancer thing on your shirt you, otherwise you're not you have on. a full story written out in 12 point font times new roman on your shirt you have a better chance of getting on now you know it next time you go to try and get on the price is right yeah so that that's a big factor in getting on the show. So we would have needed, you know, we've got a podcast. Called on Come On show. Down. Yeah, exactly. No, it should just say we've got a podcast. <laughs> we've got a podcast. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Check that... us out. Search Come On Down. Go to your seventh Google <laughs> and find us. That's how they uh, select the contestants. Mm. So, so it's important. We got to dress for the occasion. We 100% would get on that show. Thank you. But we would request that we both 
go together. At the same, we, we're a team. Here's what we do: we put on one shirt. <laughs> okay, that would have. I think that would work actually. <laughs> so uh, each person who gets up is replaced. So if you're there from the beginning, you've got a lot of opportunities. Uh, six, I believe, mm. different opportunities a lot to get box. yourself up there in this hour game show. Originally, when it came back, it was only half hour. Too short. Then after short. after a couple of years, they said, "Why don't we stretch this thing out a little bit?" So back in like 1975, I think they stretched it out to to a full hour. Dude, that's a lot of standing up for Bob Barker. He's a great stander. I didn't even think about even that. In like... a, even in his old age, he's a great stander. Yeah. So you get through the one bid round. If you win, it, first of all, if you get the exact price in the one bid round, yeah. You get five hundred bonus dollars, just Holy cash shit. money, five hundred dollars before taxes. Yes, up until ninety eight, it was one hundred, but then they said, "Hey, money's not worth what it used to be." Yeah, let's bump this up to five, That's five sweet. hundos. That's so you sweet. get five hundred dollars if you're exactly on the nose in your one bid round. Yeah, in addition to whatever the thing you bid on was. So you, what? So you. If you want to win this strategy and use one, you know that you're forfeiting $500. Yeah, you have no chance of getting that $500. Damn. But what if the thing is worth $800? Like, you you know, you all you really care about is making sure that you win that prize. Right. And you also advance into the show, which gives you the pen- potential to win a lot more money. Way more odds. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. So if everybody goes over, by the way, which can happen, mm-hmm. they do like a... And he's like, all right, everybody's over. This was the lowest person to bid. It's below that. Everybody give a new bid. Um, and so they'll do that. Again, just left, left to right on the podiums. And it always starts with the newest person. After the right. first, after the opening one, the newest person gives the first uh, bid. So you would be stupid to have that situation happen and him and Bob Barker tell you it's lower and then say a dollar. Because <laughs> then Cause everybody then knows everybody else it's has to clearly go. under a dollar. Or under what that person said. Right. <clears throat> so after you win this, you move on to the next round, which are the pricing games. Mm-hmm. And here's where a lot of the real fun in this game is in Absolutely. the pricing games. So again, we said there are six winners of these. So there are six of these throughout the game. The show is kind of divided into two halves, more or less. Halves. Two, two halves. halves. It's like soccer. Yeah. Um, there are three in the first half, three in the second half. So the first three winners... Uh, they go to their pricing games. It's it's right after the the one bid round. So each one bid round, you get a pricing game. Then after that, you get the next person come on down. You go back to the pre, or to the one bid, mm-hmm. and then a pricing game with the winner, etc. Alternate alternating for three times. Ooh, that's cool. So the pricing games. There are when the show initially started, there were five different pricing games. Okay. Now there are over 75 in rotation. Damn, and good some, job on those writers. Some of them have gone away. Uh, obviously, many more have been added over time. And there are, you know, classic ones like Plinko is probably the most classic yeah. of Price is Right games where <clears throat> this is hard to describe because if I were to describe something like this, I would always say like a Plinko board. Describe it. So, pretend I'm from a native, uh, or f- pretend I'm from a group like of a tribal, a tribal group, group and in, I've never, okay. and what con- on what continent? America. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, so at least classic, you speak English. The classic American <laughs> continent. Uh-huh. The American kind of tribal person. Yeah. 
So it is basically a huge vertical board. Okay. With... When you say vertical... I mean up and down. Okay, got it. <laughs> standing upright. Okay. There are several like notches like nailed into the board. Okay. And then at the bottom, there are slots okay. that each have a dollar amount on them. Okay. And dollar is? <laughs> dollar is the currency. <laughs> okay. So, so you've got a circular disc. Right. A like chip. a frisbee. Kind of, yes, like a smaller frisbee. Okay, so I know what frisbee okay. is, but not dollar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, travel people love fucking <laughs> ultimate. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're at the top of the board. How? On like okay. a platform or a, Got it. an elevated riser. And you drop your frisbee <laughs> from the top. Right. And it bounces off of all the little notches. Okay. And goes left and right and back and forth and down because right. of gravity, okay. which, by the way, is a phenomenon. And gravity is. <laughs> everything's pulled down to the earth. Got it. So, um, and whichever slot it lands in, you win that amount of prize money. Wow. That's amazing. So that's Plinko. Thank you. So Plinko, obviously, is a classic game, as we mentioned. You start with one chip, and then by doing little mini pricing games of correctly guessing the price of four, you know, everyday mm-hmm. kind of grocery type items probably yeah um you can earn up to four additional chips so you've got five and there's the middle is a ten thousand dollar slot on the plinko board so you nail that knock that in there five times oh my god 50k right there that, that's been done how many times uh probably never okay yeah got it but you could it's it's it, conceivable you're saying there's a chance yes exactly so there's plinko there's another great one is the uh the mountain climber Okay, and that's the crag rock? Yes, the you get a giant glowing piece of the aggro crag. Can you imagine like a poor 80-year-old woman trying to climb, <laughs> trying to climb the, the Price is Right? <laughs> there's boulders falling on her. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in the in the mountain climbers, you're, there are three items that you're trying to guess the price of. And this one is hard because it's literally, you're kind of just blind guessing. Okay. You don't have like most of the pricing games will have like it involves these numbers yeah. or is it higher or lower than this or here are three prices match them to the items that are right. on there. Yeah, <clears throat> this one is like it's like here's a Keurig. How much does it cost? <laughs> and 185. Right. So you guess a number. You know, the audience is yelling things at you. You're looking at them. You're holding up fingers trying to, you know, say oh, one. And they're like, no, no, no. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. OK. Um. Who are you looking at? The audience. So you're just taking like a general scan? Just a general, yeah. <laughs> so I would make them all stop and say, we're going to do a vote. Everybody <laughs> shut up. We're going to vote Everybody, quietly. This is like, who wants to be a millionaire now? We're going to ask the audience. <laughs> so you've got to guess these three prices. Obviously, you're probably not going to get them exactly right. No. Uh, again, they're rounded to the dollar. And what they do is, so they show the Keurig thing and you say, you know, $140 or whatever. Yeah. I said 185. Okay, sorry. You say 185, all right? Let's say the actual price is $94. Shit. So there's this mountain, and you guess, and there's a little mountain climber, Uh man. And first of all, it starts going, and he starts moving up, and there are numbers, Uh and however many dollars you are off is how much he moves. Okay. And the numbers go to 25. So you've got three products you have to price, and as a total, you have to be within 
$25. So I already lost. Well, no, you're only $9 <laughs> off on this one based on my fictional price. Oh, fictional got guess. It. So it goes to the nine and stops. And then you do the next product. And then it goes, you know, advances by how many you missed it by. Okay. And then if you go, oh, if you're more than 25, on like on that third one, you're watching and he's climbing and he's climbing. You're like, stop, you motherfucker. Stop climbing that fucking mountain. <laughs> and if it gets to the 25 and it's more than that, just off the edge of the cliff he goes. He dies. Off the edge he goes. This man commits off suicide on national so, television. So remember Dennis James? The guy that should have, uh, the guy that turns on his tv and takes a swig of whiskey because he's like i could have fucking been that so when he was hosting the syndicated weekly nighttime version Mm -hmm. at one point they use you know the same sets the the same like models the the prices right models who show off the prizes and things like that one of the models in 1975 her husband was a guy named uh fritz all right and he was a mountain climber and he went missing in a, in a mountain climb, disappeared, was never found. It's because somebody guessed too high. And Dennis James did not know this. Oh, no. And they were doing an episode, and the mountain climber game was in the show. Uh-huh. And the, uh, the guy starts going up, and he's like, all right, here goes Fritz climbing the mountain. Uh. And then uh, the person lost the game. And he's like, oh, and there goes Fritz. We lost him. And the model started crying and ran off the stage in the middle of the show and uh, didn't come back. Um, Did she also go missing in the mountains? And then, she, and then she went missing in the mountains. And so that there was a little, uh, I think he felt bad about, uh, you know, making jokes accidentally, I guess, about her missing husband who was never found. Here's the thing, though. It's crazy to me that at first i was like why the fuck are these producers so against dennis james but they had the now you know foresight to be like this guy's probably going to make some insensitive mm-hmm. fucking comment and make one of our models cry yeah there's no doubt about it wow so <clears throat> the pricing game you can win additional prizes in some cases you can win cash like in plinko mm-hmm. for example um in like the mountain climbers, you you know you're winning those three prizes and probably a bonus prize. There are a lot of cars and things like that where you've got to love it. Guess the price of cars. There are some other games like Any Number. That was a good game. That was the very first game ever played on the new prices, right? Ooh. And also the very last one ever played on Bob Barker's final episode. Perfect. A little bookend there for you. Uh, so basically. There are three things up there. There's like a new car, there's a smaller prize, and a piggy bank Mm. that just has cents in it. Boo. And so the price of all three of those things have nine numbers or ten numbers. Okay. Like the... Three, three, and... like Like five, three, and two. Okay. And they're all unique numbers. Every single one? Right. So... The goal is you're Nate, you're yelling out numbers, and when whatever number you yell is assigned to each one of the items, either the smaller prize, okay. the car, or the piggy bank. So I say five, and then we wait, and it pops up and it, in the prize section. You're like, well, shit. Right, exactly. I don't want that. Exactly. I don't want to fill up that prize Exactly. Section. So you're trying to get the car, ideally, here. Yeah. So you're trying to guess the price of the car with the numbers. And the whichever one you fill in first is what you win. 
So you don't want to get the two that are in the piggy bank because then you win 43 cents. Well, unless you need 43 <laughs> cents. Well, if you need 43 cents, why don't you just get up the car and then sell it and you have way more Because you know what you cents. get with the car? You, taxes. Okay. You have to pay Fair. taxes on that car. Think about how much tax you have to pay. You have to pay 41 cents on the 43 cents. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the very first one game played and the very last one played during Bob Barker's term. Uh, there's, oh, uh, Aaron Paul, you know him? He is from Baking Bad. He is from Baking Bad, that cooking, <laughs> dude, that cooking show. <laughs> dude, it's a cooking show where you have to make the worst the tasting worst, thing. Yeah. All right. Oh my Nobody God. steal that. Don't Nobody steal don't, that. don't steal that. Baking We're Bad. It. I love that. So um, Aaron Paul, before he was, you know, a famous actor, he was uh, a contestant on The Price is Right. No. Yes. How'd he get in? What did his shirt say? Uh, I'm gonna be a I don't famous actor one day. I saw it, but I don't remember. Um, maybe or maybe he just like told the producer a good story when he came in. Who knows? Um, so he he was on the show. He won um, the one bid round. He went to the pricing game. He played the dice game, mm. which is you're uh, rolling a giant die die dice. Is it singular just dice? Plural die, right? Or no, it's plural dice. dice, singular die. Yeah. So I guess you're rolling a giant die. And uh, what you're trying to roll the number that is the price of uh, uh, in the price of a car. But if you so if you land on an exact number and they say, yes, that's in the price. But if you don't, they say, no, that's not in the price. Do you think the number is higher or lower than the number you rolled? And that was the game he played. And he missed the last number and didn't win the car. And so now he still walks everywhere. He, oh, he didn't win the car. Oh, so you aren't allowed to buy a car nope. if you don't win the car. No, nope, that's it. That's right. the only car you ever get a chance to have. Got it. So, like I said, there are more than 75 of these games. There are a lot of fun ones, some that aren't as cool, but you don't you know, game they, they try to keep them fun. What that I saw, it was very simple. It was a, sh- a, a short set that a piece that was wheeled on, and it had a straight shelf, and it had four numbers. Mm-hmm. And the number at the very end on the far right side stuck and it was called tilt towards or away. And he would tilt the thing towards one side and all three numbers would shift and slide to the other one being anchored by that last mm-hmm. number. And he would shift it the other way and they would all slide back. So it was like, does it start with, is it $9,163 or is it $6,139? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. And she got it wrong. <clears throat> Idiot. So, uh, like we said, they do that three times, the uh, one bid and then the pricing games. And then they go to the showcase showdown, which is a giant spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. And the three people who have participated in the game so far, who have won the one bid, who have done the pricing games, each uh, get a turn to spin in order of least to most money won so far. Okay. The goal is to spin... Closest to one dollar on there. Okay. There are, uh, you know, a bunch of different uh, cents on there. Sixty is one. Yeah, I think I think it's twenty. I think there are twenty spaces. I think it's for every five. Yep, those are all numbers. Yeah. Twenty is one of them. (laughs) Uh huh. So uh, you get up to two spins. A dollar. Yes. You have to spin it around at least one full rotation. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you get a second try. And if you still don't, then the host doesn't. <laughs> um, and so you get up to two tries. If you roll, if you spin your first one and you get 80 cents, 
you probably want to stop there because there are a lot of numbers higher than 20. And if you go over a dollar, you're out. Yeah, don't fucking spin again. You're out. So, But if uh, you were to hit 20... You're going to want to spin again because that's not good enough. <laughs> well, no, like oh, on the second one, 80, 20. Yeah. Then you're at a dollar. And if you get right on the dollar, you get a thousand dollar bonus. Yeah. Or you can hit a 15 space. So, so 95. So you get a thousand. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then you're at 95 and that's good. You want to stop there. Or well, 10. Yes. You could, you could get 90. So, uh, each person goes the closest person to a dollar without going over. So if the first two people go over, the second, the last person just gets one spin yeah. because they can't go over on one spin. Uh, <clears throat> but if you land exactly on a dollar, you get a thousand dollar bonus uh-huh. and then you get a bonus spin. And on the bonus spin, if you land on five or 15 cents, which are the two on the sandwiching yeah. the dollar, you <clears throat> get uh, a $10,000 bonus. And if you land on the dollar again, this is stupid. 25,000. I is mean, stupid now. Yeah, because nobody's 000. ever done it. It's been done. Three dollars in the row. No, just two. Okay, that's what I thought. That's yeah. why I said that's stupid. A dollar, and then you get one bonus spin to land on the dollar again. Wow. Or the five or 15 to get 10,000. So pretty solid. Pretty solid. So the person who wins that goes to the showcase at the end of the show, which is after the second half of the next three people that won uh, the one bid and did their pricing games. Yeah. And then they do the showcase showdown spin again, and then that person goes to the showcase. So at the end of the show... The two winners of the showcase showdown compete yeah. uh, in two showcases. The person who has won the highest amount of money so far gets to be presented with their showcase first, which is <clears throat> an assortment of prizes. There's usually some sort of theme to it. Yeah, like prizes. <clears throat> yes, the theme is usually prizes. <laughs> like it'll be like, ooh, you get this <clears throat> SUV with this pop-up tent and i'm sorry what's the theme between those a, two a travel grill like okay camping, it's becoming more clear sort of got it um and or, or you know there are a lot of trips so like and a trip to <clears throat> the yosemite national park or whatever huh. so you know that might be one theme and then there's another theme that is like home makeover or whatever and you mm. get uh you know exercise exercise machines and appliances and things like that so if you have the most money, you're presented with the first showcase and you can say either I want to play this showcase mm-hmm. or I want to play the other showcase, but you're blind to the other showcase. Oh, they blind point. you. They physically yeah, blind yeah, they, you. They Larry from the three stooges comes in and <laughs> boink, right in your eyes. <clears throat> now you're making me cough. So you can choose the one that you saw or you can choose the other one and your showcase, the first showcase is assigned to the other person. You get to steal a showcase? Steal? Well, they present one showcase for you, and the other person could say, I want that. No, too bad. I get to choose. Oh, my gosh. I get to choose. So as the bigger money winner, you get to make that choice. Um, and then you have to place a bid on the items in your showcase. And the other person has to place a a bid on the items in their showcase. And the person with the closer bid wins their showcase without going over. You You can't can't go go over. over. If you both go over, nobody wins shit. Yeah. So don't do that. Be careful. Um, And and it gets better. If you're within $250 of your showcase 
and closer to the other person in case you're both within $250. You get to take the contestant home. You've won yes. the other contestant Correct. that lost. You win both showcases. Okay. Both of them. Get out of here. If you're within $250. Uh, it used to be 100 but throughout time, the value of money has changed. Mm-hmm. The value of things has changed. Right. There's been inflation. So the prizes on the show have gone up in price to match inflation. And so it's only fair that, you know, before if a showcase used to be three thousand dollars and now it's twenty thousand dollars jesus you get a little bit of a bigger buffer in your window what was that showcase that jumps was it apple stock well i'm just saying like before like if you want a a a brand new nice car in 1972 it was like five thousand dollars oh it's college education (laughs) yeah exactly college education so it's yeah you could win a four hundred thousand dollar (laughs) showcase Four years of a nice college. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the winner is the person who wins the showcase. And hopefully not both of them went over and there's not an anticlimactic ending yeah. to the show. Speaking of the showcases, I want to talk to you about some controversy. Oh. Well, first of all, let's go back in time a little bit to Plinko. Remember Plinko? We I talked do. about Plinko? I do. Plinko, like I said, it's kind of uh, a big deal. It's probably the most well-known game. It's used as a cross-promotion in like all sorts of other ancillary prices right stuff like uh, board games and video games and and all sorts of things like that. And there are lotteries and and things like that that use the assets. So they'll often use the Plinko board in advertisements or commercials for these things. And when they do it, what they'll want to do is obviously, you know, Make the chip drop into the ten thousand. Yeah, obviously. Um, and so they'll put like clear fishing wire in a V on the board oh. so that it bounces around and always goes into Son the ten thousand. Son of a bitch. And so one day they were filming a commercial for like a Price Is Right video game thing with the Plinko board, and uh, they so they did that whole, the whole fishing wire thing. Yeah. And they did it, and then like they're like, "All right, time to film an episode now," and they put everything up. And they forgot to take the fishing wire off. And so there was a woman who was competing in the pricing game and she got Plinko. And she had, she got all five chips and she put that first chip down there. Boom. Right in the 10 K. And then they gave her her second chip and she put boom right in the 10 K. And then they gave her the third chip and boom right in the 10 K. And then they gave her the fourth chip. And then somebody on the side went, Oh fuck, I think we forgot to take that fishing wire off. Yeah. And it was dropping and a producer ran out on the stage and intercepted it mid-drop. Whoa. And was like, "No, this is all wrong. We've got fishing wire oh, here." Oh man. So <clears throat> they removed the fishing wire. They gave her all of her five chips back and had her do it again. Boom, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> no, oh. no. Um, but so they said, we'll give you the thirty thousand dollars that you've won so far. Oh. In addition to what you get on these five. But the slight adjustment is there now is a slot that is negative thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> um <laughs> you owe us sixty thousand dollars. Yes. And they in the episode of it. This was in um, 2008, I believe. So in the episode... So a hard year to not win $30,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
this was in July 2008 this happened and they uh the the version that aired later that year yeah uh because they film like three a day or two a day for three days a week um the version that aired didn't have that part in it at all it was just her doing the her second run at it um and they never mentioned you know the other thirty thousand dollars that she got but she did get the initial thirty thousand dollars on top of her other prizes so so that's a little behind the scenes for you. Here's another little behind the scenes for you. Yeah. There's this documentary that Peel I watched. Peel the curtain back. There's this documentary called <clears throat> the, the Perfect Bid. Have you seen it? No. So I watched it on Amazon Prime. Is it also about years the ago. Anna chest? The Anna. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think it's floating around on one of the streaming services still. Okay. And it's a documentary about a guy named Terry Neese, who... Also in 2008, coincidentally, which, by the way, was Drew Carey's first year as host. We haven't talked about Drew Carey yet. Yeah. Drew Carey took over in 2007 for Bob Barker uh, after his retirement. Drew Carey at the time was hosting a game show on CBS called um, Power of Ten. Okay. And they liked him. This is kind of the same way that the Bob Barker thing worked, where he was hosting another game show uh-huh. on the channel. And they said, you're going to be the Price is Right host now. So he took over for Bob Barker. He uh, maintained the get your pets neutered and spayed thing as a tribute to Bob Barker. So he still does that. Um, But, you know, there were certain things, you know, especially like behind the scenes that he wanted to make his own. You know, he's got his own people and producers and things like that that he's getting involved, Uh whatever. So anyway, so this was still kind of like a year into his run. There's a man who comes on the show named Terry Neese (coughs) who, uh, you know, he wins the... uh, the one bid he loses his pricing game but he wins a showcase showdown and goes into the final showcase uh he gets his showcase and he gives a bid that is the exact oh my pri- god like twenty three thousand four hundred ninety two dollars or something like that and that is the exact price Whoa. of all of the things in his showcase uh and it happens and they stop the show uh-huh. and they're like, okay, uh, this guy cheated. How the fuck did you know that? Like, and so they're like freaking out backstage for like 45 minutes, figuring out like what to do, like calling the network. Like <laughs> Drew Carey said in this documentary, um, because of, you know, the, the cheating scandal, the 21 scandal, like back in the day, like Drew Carey was like, all right, like this is illegal. Like somebody told this guy the yeah. answers. This shows like I'm fired. Like this show is going to be taken off the air. I love how the point of the show is to guess the price correctly. Uh-huh. And some guy does and they're like, shut it down. <laughs> shut it all down. And uh, so they're freaking out about it. And uh, you're trying to figure out what to do. And they're like, all right, well, just, you know, we finished the episode, I guess. And so... If you watch the episode, they, you know, do their bids or whatever. And it's like, and the, he's like, you know, $24,392. And the actual price, $24,392. You got it right on the nose. All right. We'll see you next time. Like, no, like, big celebration or what? anything. The only time this has ever happened um, because they're like, this is, this is never going to air. Like, whatever. Damn. We just have to, like, wrap up this taping. Yada, yada, yada. So they do all this research looking into it. How did this happen? How did he get this exactly right? Whatever. And the guy is saying, like, 
he contends. So here's where it gets a little sketchy. Okay. Like he contends like, oh no, you know, like the 392, that's my uh, bank pin number, which isn't enough numbers for a pin number. Yeah. First of all. Uh, and I knew, like I've been watching the show. So he said he watched the show for the last four months. He recorded every episode for the last four months sure. to analyze all the prizes on there and the prices because he knew he was going to be going to a taping. And he had seen all of the things in there before and knew that it was right around $24,000 or whatever. And then the 392 was just bank a, pin. Just a num- yeah, his bank pin. And that, that's what it was, whatever. However, uh, what the show was concerned happened was there was a beloved producer that was with the show for like 25 or 30 years. Yeah. And in the Drew Carey takeover, he ended up being let go and replaced. Oh, shit. And like all these people on like the Price is Right message boards or whatever were like upset about it because this guy had been around forever and they knew him and you know they'd been to tapings and they'd met this producer and blah, 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 blah. You know, that sort of weird fandom thing. And so they thought somehow there's a disgruntled employee on the inside still like that's yeah. also upset about this that is like wants to embarrass us, um, wants to screw us over, whatever, like something like that is going on. They found no evidence of that. Um, however... There was another guy in the audience that day named Ted Slauson. Okay. Serial killer name. Right. So Ted Slauson, this was the 37th Price is Right taping that he had attended. (laughs) So he was a big math nerd. He was like a math teacher. Okay. And literally since he was like a teenager, he had been watching the Price is Right recording every episode, marking down the price of every single item on the episode, mm-hmm. building a gigantic spreadsheet. He built a gigantic computer program that would quiz him on the price of all the items that have ever appeared on the show. Nice. So that he would know exactly all these numbers. He got on the show um, once, like after attending several tapings, he became a contestant on the show and he lost. So this program, what a waste of time. Right. So I don't remember exactly what happened because I watched the documentary a couple years ago, but he lost. And at the time, the Price is Right rule was you could only be a contestant one time. Okay. So he stopped going. So he listened to the Eminem song, One Chance, One Opportunity, Uh and he failed it. Yeah. So he stopped going. Um, And then they changed the rules in the 2000s that you could be on once a decade. Oh, so he thought, it's been more than a decade. I can start going back again. Yeah. And again, he'd been there 37 times. So like a lot of like the staff and producers kind of knew who he was because he was... They were like, this is the weird guy that keeps showing Yeah, up. he was frequently there. Um, and so the night before Terry Neese's episode was taping, he got there. Terry Neese and his wife were camping out, uh, you know, in the middle of the night. Uh, Ted Slauson shows up right next to them in line and is talking to them and telling them about, you know, the, how this is 37. I built a program. And, it and doesn't work, e- but exactly, I spent exactly. a lot of time doing exactly. it. Exactly. And, and all this stuff and, and yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> so they go in and they sit next to each other in uh, the audience. Okay. Fast friends. Right. Terry Neese obviously ends up getting on the show and Ted Slauson claims that he is yelling and signaling 
to Terry Nice the price of all of these items. Right. Uh, and for whatever reason, Terry Nice denies that claim. Okay. And as far as I can tell, Ted Slauson is not making any claim that he should get a cut of the money or yeah. he should get a split of the prizes or anything like that. He's just claiming, here's how it happened. I was there. I was sitting next to his wife. So, like, he says he was, like, looking over at his wife. He, I was telling her also, like, this is how much this costs and, like, signaling to him. This is so complicated. I know. That's why there's a documentary about it. Um, also, why would you listen to this guy? I mean, he tells me he's got a computer he got, he program. Had, he had all. his own shot and fucking failed. Well, there was an item. I believe what happened was there was an item that had, it was the first time it was ever on the show when he was there. So he got screwed. Okay, Right. So uh, Ted Slauson uh, allegedly helped Terry Nice get the exact price down to the dollar on the showcase. Even though there's zero evidence of it. Yeah. But I just, I, just a guy screaming. I witnessed testimony or whatever. Uh-huh. And so then what? Did the guy act did they actually give him the they prize? They gave they give him the prize. They they aired the episode. Like I said, Drew Carey does not seem very excited for what the event was that happened. Because he thought he just lost his job. Yeah. Um so it's very interesting. It's funny to watch. It's an interesting documentary. It's not a very well made documentary. Why is that? They didn't really have like I don't think they interviewed most of the people involved, aside uh, from, I think, Ted Slauson. Uh -huh. And so a lot of the interview footage is just interviews pulled from other sources that people did about so no this consistency event. With, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, like, <clears throat> the Drew Carey <clears throat> aspects of it are, like, when he was on a podcast or something like that, talking about it okay. um, and things like that. So it's a little choppy, and it's only, like, an hour long, 65 minutes, something, something like that, I want to say. So it's like pretty quick to get through, but it's, so it's like it's the a crazy happy meal story. of documentaries. Exactly, and that's just a, a nice little bite it's, size. It's part of the monopoly, and <laughs> etc. But it did remind me of the Michael Larson "Press Your Luck" thing, where yeah. he memorized the pattern by uh -huh. reco by recording the show. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> that's a good dude. Mic. That's the one. That's thing a good Michael Larson. Up, is you, you celebrated before anybody <laughs> yeah. knew what was going on? Um. So all the prizes on the show are donated by. The companies that make them as advertising. Just so they, okay, yeah. Basically. So you can say like, this Samsung television with its 4K resolution Whoa. and vibrant colors. And this was in the 70s? <laughs> yeah. Oh that was when gosh. the first Samsung 4K TV came out. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So all the prizes are donated. Can I talk about the prizes real quick? Yeah. Okay. So here's were some strange prizes that I came across uh -huh. in the episodes that I yeah. had viewed. A TV that rotates so you can watch it in vertical mode. Right. Like a, if you've recorded it on your phone. I was like, wh why was this made? For record it for, uh, so for TikTok. I understand. Think about <laughs> you just watch TikTok just on TikTok. your TV. <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, a tiny house. I like tiny houses. You're, well, what hold, you hold, on, hold 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 on, about a year and a half ago, a good friend of mine got yeah. married, right, all right, and his wedding was at a uh, a place called Tiny House Vacation Rentals. Um, was it at a tiny house though, or was that a normal size cabin? 
Was it your wedding that I'm talking about? Is that what I can I can remember the details? Who's what? I just knew it was a friend of mine. Oh yeah, it was your wedding, right? That was a at a place size, called at, Tiny House Vacation, and the rentals. wedding was at a normal size. And where did you sleep that night? The cabin. Where did you sleep the next night? At the cabin. Uh-huh. At the cabin the night of. And the next night? Yeah, I a slept at house? a tiny house. Exactly. That a tiny was house. that was on a giant group of a whole bunch of tiny houses. Right, but people who have tiny houses put them on land usually. I'm sorry. So. You get a tiny house and you live in an apartment. You have no land. If you live in a house, you don't have extra land to put a tiny house on it. Yeah, no, but you only live in the tiny house. Where is the tiny house? On the land. I don't think. No, it was on wheels. The thing was on like, it was Because you got to take it somewhere. The land. You got to take it to. You don't have the land. You don't you win, buy some land. You don't win land. You buy some land. Don't you ever listen to the radio. There are all sorts of land sales going on all the time. <laughs> Come out this weekend and lakefront property, two acres, 69.9. Nope. Sorry. You bit. It was over. <laughs> Damn it. You should have oh, gone with the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a crazy weird. There price. are weird prizes on there. Again, probably because they're donated and they ha- kind of have to take what they can get. to. Yeah. Like the company that made the TV that rotates verticals. <laughs> like nobody's fucking buying these. That's what all the prices are right. Maybe yeah, it's- grandma will want it or some kid that's homesick. Dude, if a grandma bought that TV and didn't know she'd have a fucking heart attack if it starts <laughs> no! rotating to the side. Yeah. So this game show is interesting to me in that. Um, Think of the concept of it that we've kind of just been indoctrinated into. Okay. Is something that in the 50s, 60s, 70s was probably much more interesting. But if the prices are right, didn't exist. Yeah. And today you were like, all right, I've got an idea for a game show. It's called Breaking Baking Bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got an idea for a game show. What is it? All right. So we have like, um, you know, uh, a Folgers coffee maker, yeah. and then people have to guess how much a Folgers coffee maker costs. You'd be like, I don't think that's a good idea for a game show yeah. at all. That's not. People are not going to watch a game show where people guess how much a Folgers coffee yeah. maker is. But it's the most popular game show ever. But I'm a man, and I have no idea what prices are anyway. Oh, I would be so bad at this show. <laughs> I'd just be the worst, the worst ever. But I just think it's funny that that like we love it. It's still insanely popular. But if it were created now, people would be like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I don't know, dude. Because, like, it, it's running on two pistons in my mind. Wow. One of them V2. is nostalgia. But the other one is it's fun. It is fun to guess prizes of things. And, it is. and the, I'm telling you, the audience, uh, watching it now, The prizes have to be cool, too. Because the audience wants to be like, oh, I want to, oh, I want to win that. Yeah, yeah. I want to come on down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming on down right now. I'm coming on down. <laughs> the the COVID really hurt this show. So last yeah. season, okay, four Pistons prizes, nostalgia, crowd, crowd, concept. Okay, perfect. So last season there was. No audience at all. Sounds terrible. There was just, you know, they would bring people out one at a time from backstage that were the pre-selected <laughs> contestants. Yeah. And they had them set up, you know, 37 feet apart from <laughs> each other on the four podiums. Yeah. Just on a stage kind of awkwardly. And then they would like 
zoom in people in the background to be an audience or whatever uh, and like while you were doing the pricing games it was it was just like the three other people that weren't selected were the people that were like going higher lower whatever oh god like so it's just so weird it, the energy's all off it's not right uh, so this season they brought back like a reduced crowd severely. where they sit in weird pods like of two it's or like three two people yeah um kind of behind like little desks almost like yeah. spaced out from each other it's still weird it's like jeopardy yeah it's still weird but it's better i guess and like the contestants row is more like a regular contestants row but they're still far apart from each other yeah. they're not right next to each other like they used to be it'll i mean at this point it's all theater um well yeah because there's i saw one where there's a very old lady who by the way almost fell over when she did the spin Jesus. like she started uh -huh. to seriously did she get it all the way around uh she did nice but he went up he put the whole time drew carey doesn't have a mask on he puts on a mask to and then he pulls out this cloth so he doesn't touch the actual handles uh -huh. and he helps her spin and then takes the mask off and steps two feet away right so it's absolutely theater at this point yeah of course but uh it's just, it's weird. It's not the same. Like, we need that audience back full. Yes. We need that audience back. We need Hooten and Hollerin and, and Yellen. Putin. What? Huh? And Putin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Based on some of the things you've said so far on this episode, I'd say you do need Putin. You're telling me you would, you would turn on a television show and it's called Hooten with Putin <laughs> and you would not sit there and watch it. Does he have a shirt on? <laughs> no, obviously okay, not. Okay, then obviously I'm watching. Let's be real. And it's him just guessing what type of uh, who's go with the owls that they. He's <laughs> <laughs> guessing owl who. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Obviously, I'm in. And then, you know, 50 years from now, people will be having a podcast and they'll be like, isn't it crazy? Like, yeah, I get in the 2020s, like guessing owl hoots was probably a good idea for a game show. But now, like. Get, you would present that and people would be like, guessing Owl Hoots? No, that's yeah. crazy. That's a terrible idea for a game show. But in the yeah. 2020s, it made sense. Well, I understand. Why did they get Dennis James to host it? <laughs> <laughs> he had a deal with the network, Russia TV. <laughs> he was hosting another game show. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, overall, this, you know, let's discount the last two seasons. Again, this is the 50th season. They just did a big... Uh, primetime two-hour special um it's you know the longest running game show ever deal with that i mean it's been 50 seasons and again this was a revival of a show that had 10 seasons before that crazy. so this game show your whole parents life has existed uh most of like your grandparents life it has existed mm -hmm. um it's a mainstay it is the now again with COVID, this has probably changed, but it was like the stay at home from school special. Well, I guess with the internet has changed because now you're just watching kids are just watching you YouTube. Want. Yeah, when they stay home from school. Yeah, but we had to watch The Price Is Right, and we loved it. Um, it was better than the daytime shit that it, was on. It was better than Days of Our Lives. Yeah, or The Bold and the Beautiful. Pretty close to The Young and the Reckless. Rest, <laughs> restless, restless. I think I like Reckless better. As a spinoff that I'm working on. Young and the Reckless. Um, and uh, it's a five buzzers. That's, I'm, it's I don't clearly, know if I'm jumping ahead of myself. It's clearly here, five buzzers. But it's a five buzzers. Hey, ask me how to make it better. How do you make it better? Literally nothing. You can't. 
Get the crowd back. That's the only way. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Drew Carey. 4.9 buzz. I take one back. Okay. 4.9 buzzers. Five with the crowd back. 100% five with the crowd okay. back. Okay. Drew Carey. He's done a really solid job taking over for Bob Barker. He's fine. Listen, Bob Barker, you can't just replace Bob Barker. There's some... I mean, Bob Barker's just... His voice, the gravitas it had to... I, I don't know yeah. what it was. This personality and yeah sure now there's some stuff about like sexual harassment allegations and stuff like that you how did we not talk about that <laughs> because i didn't want to besmirch was the he sexually harassing humans or animals <laughs> both Ugh. like the uh some of the uh models on the show have said like well one of the models had like a little affair with him and then that's why he his first wife died <laughs> that was why she killed herself um in like the '90s, one of the models had a little a little affair with him, and then uh, she she got fired like a year or two after the affair ended. And so then she sued for like wrongful termination or whatever. Seems like a long way to like you you had your job for two more years. What do you mean wrongful termination? Um, you took a shit on the stage. Let's hey, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna err on believing women here. Maybe you don't want to do that, and that's fine. People will look back on you in a few years and they'll be able to, you know, make paint a better picture of you, including stuff like that. Yeah, people but are already doing that. They're looking back on you. Yeah. And, wow. You're a big deal. Yeah. Because you're hooting with Putin idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, hooting with Putin would, there'd be at least three episodes of that. Can we agree? <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know how many owls there are. I assume there are 40 owls. How many people would Putin have killed during those three episodes <laughs> or disappeared? Yeah. Like a fucking Chinese tennis player. Mm-hmm. So Come. we're not going to talk the sexual harassment allegations. There are a couple sexual harassment allegations from the 90s on Bob Barker, and that's the only thing on an otherwise clean record. Okay, 4.8 stars. If those <laughs> sexual harassments are expunged, 4.9. Okay. Once the audience gets back, 5.0. Okay, bro. But yeah, I think Drew Carey's done a solid job taking over. He keeps it fun and lighthearted. You know, the same... Like, Basically, nothing has changed from from the viewer other than there's a different dude saying the words. Right. Like, everything else about the show is the same. Um, but there was, like, uh, that old friendly grandpa aspect of Bob Barker. You know, the one who would kind of touch you. Touch you a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, you know, that people were very excited about that you probably don't have a Drew Carey, but maybe when Drew Carey gets older. I bet he will. You'll have more of that, yeah. you know. Um and I will say, in the 80s, Bob Barker, one of the first TV hosts ever to stop dyeing his hair and just embrace... The whiteness? Embrace it. Yeah. Finally. Somebody embraces the He whiteness. was a trailblazer. And I don't know, maybe like the hair dye was made out of like octopus ink or something like that, so he didn't want to... Uh... <laughs> so he had he wore... Pi- he, so he did his hair in paella stance? What's a paella? Squid ink paella? You don't know paella? I thought you were a oh, traveler. That's world the big, traveler. That's the big pan with all the seafood and right, stuff. Right, and there's one called before. squid ink. And it, oh, really? They use squid ink to dye. It's all black. Oh, I didn't it's know that. It's really good. I didn't know that. I've had paella <clears throat> in Spain before. Yeah. España? In España. I've done it. Don't worry. So once you move to Spain, everybody has a lisp then. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, when you're having lunch at fucking 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're like, oh, do you want paella? And I'm like, that sounds like a lot for fucking lunch. <laughs> that is a, that's a heavy meal. But that's what they do. And they're like, yeah, don't worry. We just sleep after this, and then we go back to work at 6. It's weird. Yeah. Spain, you're canceled. You're canceled. All right. This has been The Price is Right. Like we said, you can't beat it. It has been five buzzers. Isn't it crazy? It's been an honor talking about this. It's been 50 years of Come On Down podcast. (laughs) This is 50 years. Also, this is our longest episode by far, but it needs to be. It does need to be. It needs to be because of what we're talking about today. There would be no Come On Down if there was no Price is Right. Correct. There might be a game show podcast, but it wouldn't have this name. It wouldn't. Put it that way. There probably is one. It would not have this name. It wouldn't. So, yeah, thank you to Goodson and Todman. Yep. Thank you to CBS for having the foresight of getting this Dennis James motherfucker out of here. Get him the fuck out. No thank you to Goodson and Tobin for thinking Dennis James was a good idea. After what he did to Fritz? (laughs) After what he said about Fritz? Yeah. Yikes. Um, But yeah, good show. Great great show. Great show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week where we talk about a much worse show.